Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is Christian Beatty and... And Dylan Minter. And right now we are sitting at a metal table at the corner of Grand Avenue and another street uh, at Novel Ice Cream, where they make donut ice cream sandwiches that are to die for. Me and Dylan have opted out of eating them. And so we're having a podcast session now. And you may be asking yourself, why aren't they on a couch? Well, there's just, there's no couches and this is where we found ourselves. And uh, find ourselves. This is where we, yep, this is how we is right now. Hey, there's Um, cushions on our chairs, so. Yeah, we did choose chairs with cushions so that way we could say, well, at least it's cushioned. Just good for our buttocks. But talks. Anyways. uh, It's a different podcast, so. Yeah, that's different. So we're going to be talking about child development in this podcast. uh, And that's all we're going to give you. See you when we start. Do you want to have kids, Christian? <laughs> Great question, Dylan. Uh, yeah, absolutely. How many do you think you want to have? Um, I think however many I can faithfully steward. Which I don't know what that capacity is alone. Like, I think it's going to depend on my wife and our circumstances. Yeah, I think having a wife is probably a good call for having kids. So. Right, and determining how many. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's faithfully zero. I like that. I would love to adopt as well. I definitely am compassionate about that. Yeah. I think fostering and adopting makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Also would be really hard, but a good kind of hard. Yeah. Definitely. Do you, uh, have you heard that trend of like the boy dad, girl dad thing? Like people are getting labeled as like, oh, you're totally going to be a boy dad. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. It is interesting. Do you think you're a boy or a girl dad or kind of a mix? Uh, I can see myself being a mix for sure. I like yeah. sometimes I have uh, girl dad desires where I'm like I just can't wait to like cherish my daughter and to tell her how beautiful she is and how loved she is all the time every day. And then at other times I'm like I just want to take my son on a journey to discover that he has what it takes to be a man. I'm honestly terrified of having daughters. I think. Yeah, I have more That sounds so scary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just be cleaning my shotgun all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'd have to get a shotgun then. Yeah. But our original uh, prompt was this idea that, like, you know, kids, it's totally fine for them to, like, run around naked, but there's, like, a cutoff point. Yeah. And we were trying to decide when that cutoff point is, when it's like, okay, now it's weird that you're just running around naked, you know? It's like some sort of loss of innocence, innocence age. So I'm going to go with like a, a hard three. Hard three. Three years old. You're basically not a toddler anymore. You probably should learn to put pants on if you're potty trained, you know? Yeah. I would probably agree with that. Yeah. Like, Are people potty trained at three? Yeah. Yeah. I was riding a bike at like two and a half. Yeah. Which is not common but if you can I speak in more than that. two words, then you should probably keep your pants up. Right. Yeah. You can have a couple sentences. Sentences. Yeah. People. But there's something interesting about that, and it kind of is like in a deeper way, like this innocence that's lost when, like, the world's just it becomes actually like, oh, it's not safe for you to be just how you were created. You know, it's like right. got to put on the fig leaves. Yeah. We got to cover it up. Right. It's interesting. And then there's like this other phase 
it's later down the road. Which, I mean, there's obviously, like, psychology out there about the child development phases, but there's, like, a phase when you start to, like, not just imagine... Like, your imagination becomes more, like, realism. And it's kind of sad, because you, like, can't pretend as much. Yeah. And then you transition into this, like, rational thinking, like, making actual sense of the world, instead of just making up stuff with your imagination, you know? Do you know yeah. when that happened for you? Can you identify it? Not really. I mean, I feel like I was a big, like, bookworm all throughout my childhood. Oh, yeah? For a long time. I would well, say I still am. What kind of bit. books would you get into? Dude, I loved reading, like, action and adventure fiction books. Yeah. Where the guy figure was just, like, this super elite, awesome, undercover boss dude. Oh, yeah? Did cool things. Um, That's cool. Clive Cussler. Was the main artist oh. or main author that I would read? They were definitely more like I was definitely reading like a you know more adult level of reading. Oh, okay. I, I'd say the content was was pretty chill. Yeah, but the level was up there for my age, I think. Yeah, um, and I love that stuff. I like when I read books. I they're as vivid to me as movies. Oh. When I'm when I'm reading a book, I am uh, completely immersed in the scene. That's what's cool. going on. I create everything in my head. It's yeah. I get totally caught up in it. Yeah, Christian's got a very creative brain, so that makes sense. That's yeah. cool. It's definitely a big jump for me. Like I I really love visuals because I'm I think very conceptually, and so it's like when I read it, I'm like thinking in concepts, not in pictures, mm-hmm. and and so that's cool. So I don't know when when I started to think more real in my life, but I feel like around the time you start to realize Santa Claus isn't real is probably a good starting point. Wait. No, I'm just kidding. That joke's <laughs> made every time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, think, I think because I've moved very much into, like, philosophy and just, like, that, that critical thinking, like, very deep existential kind of stuff, I, I think it's hard for me to like get back to like oh yeah like at one point pretending like just made sense like it was like it was a better way to to see the world and now it's like i like want to know the truth so bad like so passionate about the truth that it's like weird how that priority shifts in you and and then there's like that middle phase of like middle school where you don't like really know how to use your like logic brain but your priorities, like, your priorities are at that point are just, like, you want people to care about you, kind of, you know? Yeah. And it's interesting how our, like, psyche develops throughout time, you know? It's, like, why do we become, why are we, like, so passionate for this short period of time about something that, like, in the grand scheme of our life doesn't end up mattering that much, you know? So when I think about child development, that's kind of what I was thinking about. is like, how, how do we... Like what? Like how do we make sense of all these different stages and how they matter to like the rest of our life? You know. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. They. Uh, the one uh, thing I remember hearing in a class was like, basically, psychologists, sociologists were like starting to develop this like new stage of child development, which is like the eighteen to twenty-two range, because what's happened in our system is like basically we don't need to need to be like 
independent like they used to at 18. Like 18, some houses, like the expectations, like yeah, you're on your own now. Like we've provided for you, now you're an adult. Go and figure it out. And it's kind of like pushing the bird out of the nest. And like yeah. they have to fly or not fly. Or they fall. <laughs> or they fall into a, hopefully a pile of leaves or <laughs> splat. But, but yeah, now we're kind of coddle, coddled. Maybe that's like a rude word, but I'd say it's fair. Yeah. Like we're coddled. And then people are, I'm seeing this happen with people that are graduating around us, you know, where it's just like this existential crisis where it's like, oh, I'm, I'm actually like an adult adult now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's this new stage and it's a stage I'm really interested in ministering to. And like, I think it's, it's a really awesome age for, for growth and, and, uh, it's the, it's interestingly, it's like the age Jesus chose to, to have people walking alongside him, you know, still kind of moldable, still trying to figure it out, but also like able to stand confidently on things. Once you're kind of like, you're behind them, you know, like when you believe in things, like there's, there's a lot of zeal, a lot of passion. Yeah. And it's interesting that like so many of like Come on in. <laughs> movements that have changed a lot of our lives have come from young leaders that are like around that age that true they've become really passionate about something and they rally people behind that yeah. the driving force for a lot of the big movements yeah so right sort of oh. which is cool I wonder what how this audio is picking up right now yeah I don't know I wonder if it's like car car sound right it's probably not ideal no it's okay is it time for our our transition? <laughs> Could just be a short podcast. Yeah, I was thinking recently what else though. Do you want to talk about? I well, yeah, I I met some people on a ferry recently. Mm-hmm. That thought, and I actually had a professor say this recently that like one of the dumbest things we can do is have kids, and they they're like. They were like baffled that we, like we, I wanted to have kids. This teacher was like, "If you have any like self, selfless bone in your body, like you should not have kids, even if you want to get married." Selfless. Uh, yeah. Like, like it was selfish. It's a very kids. selfish thing to like want kids based on like I think I think her reasoning was like environmental or overpopulation. Huh. I don't know. Do you, do you, I, I think that is that is that like, is there any reality behind that or is it like a myth? Um, I had that mindset for a little bit, uh, but but I think that's totally bogus. Yeah. Like, I think there's definitely enough resources to go around, and how I will steward the children that I have and raise them. I hope that they're like a tremendous benefit to society, more so than. The resources that they consume and I would imagine that that's going to be the case yeah for sure right and it's like it's not like humans take up that many resources individually no it's kind of like seeing mass. seeing the macro problems and then like trying to get people to change their micro lives like right. like yeah recycle I'm not saying don't do that but it's like <laughs> you're also not like the one that's going to save the planet by sorting your trash you know? yeah 
not long. I feel like it's selfish not to have kids in some capacity. If you have that ability. And you're like, that's a totally different mindset. Yeah, it's true. Like, there's some people that de- desperately want kids. And, like, those people that are, like, opting out of having kids because they think it's unethical or something. Or, like, it's, like, not fair to those that, like, really want kids, I guess. But there also is, like, fostering and adopting. And there's options. Right. That's definitely no. But yeah, there's there's something interesting about like how we were made to be fruitful and multiply and like like I think if you're gonna go the route of marriage, it's like a really good part of your experience to as a human to like steward kids. Yeah. Like you can chase a career too, and like there's nothing wrong with that, but I think it should be embraced and blessed. Yeah, and I think kids are part of like can be a huge part of sanctification and yeah oh for sure personally right yeah just as getting married is it's like wildly transformational for your view on the world even like what it means like your relationship with the father is probably drastically changed when you become a father yeah there's like that description of uh, how your parent like how you feel about a person you've created right and I don't like we mean you can't just you just can't know that type of love it's even different like a romantic love because it's like oh like that is my responsibility and and like literally is woven with like half my genetics there's like something about that that I'm just like yeah I don't have a category to understand what that must feel like you know like any sense of ownership I've had on anything in my life is is uh, not comparable to to that. Yeah, I feel like that's gonna be a moment for me. Like my whole life, I'm sure I'll say like I'm willing to lay down my life for others and for the gospel for Christ. But I think when you, I would imagine, when you see your kid for the first time, and hold me in your hand, you're like, yeah, I'd, I would die for this. It's probably terrifying too. You're like, oh, this. This kid's not going to be able to fend for themselves for at least 18 years, but probably more. <laughs> right. So it's like it, your life will never be the same after after that, I suppose, huh? Yeah. Do you think it's wise to read parenting books? Yes. Are you, now? No. Well, I mean, it probably depends on how it affects you like for me I am refraining right now I don't know how much how like how many parenting books are necessary to read to really improve my parenting yeah like how much knowledge can I really store in my brain to be applicable to circumstances that I'll have yeah but it's more so just you know from what I understand the fact that you're willing to read a book on parenting says a lot about your ability to parent sure yeah but then also like my mom was a big an avid reader when i was a kid and she'd read tons and tons of parenting books and the way that she raised me and my sister is like drastically different from other people oh sure too did she kind of like combine a lot of the things she learned and like make her own path yes and i compare and contrast how she's raised me and my sister to other people and i'm just like yeah makes a lot of sense that my like me and my sister my mom didn't experience certain issues with like me and my sister behaviorally because of like the way that she you know disciplined us or did different things that were like oh this makes sense but i didn't know to do this until i read it you know, yeah sort of things yeah um she's like yeah getting wisdom and guidance 
others, right? Yeah, I'm really curious to even. I mean, technology's shifted so much since we were kids. Yeah, I'm just really curious. Like by the time we have kids, whatever that timeline is, is like what what kind of stuff's gonna be influencing their like? What, how is AI maybe gonna affect like how my kids are taken through an education system? And there's just a lot of decisions to be made that. I mean, yeah, step one is to, like, have a life partner, I guess, to make decisions with. But it's, it's like, weird. I don't necessarily think about that stuff that often. But then it just becomes such a, like, a, your life's never the same. So you, like, think about your kids all the time. So it's, like, a weird shift that, I guess there's not a lot of prep for. You kind of just get thrown into it at some point. And, I mean, you definitely hopefully plan. You got nine months of prep. Yeah, and maybe more of, like, planning how you're going to... If you got a timeline like, in mind with like with your significant other, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a a journey for another season, I guess. But yeah, I'm really excited to listen to and listen to wait, wait, where, wait, hold on, hold on. parenting where podcasts and what, what, yeah. What so I've listened to a couple, and I'm like, this gets like me hyped. Yeah, for. Where? Ways that I can raise my kids and things I can do with my sons or my daughters that are like so different than how I was raised. That I know my parents just weren't aware of. Yeah. Right? Like they didn't have the podcast that I have access to from like world renowned spiritual authors and teachers. It's crazy. That like give us wisdom and insights that you know they've learned and done. Yeah, totally. Like you have that in your community in some capacity, but like you, but very rarely do you have access to people who are like, it's like, uh, you know, really like the ones we have in podcasts like and stuff. Yeah. That are, you know, get a personal touch in like a podcast. Yeah, you guys, you guys know. Yeah, right. Yeah, we definitely have no shortage of resources, but then, I mean, the unique thing about humans is like, like everyone's unique and and so like we'll have to treat every kid uniquely you know like i can't force my kids to like the things that i currently like or hope to like in my life and and so if my kid wants to be like polar opposite of me then i have to navigate like how i make compromises but also kind of push them out of their comfort zone yeah like like I'm, I'm realizing late, like this point in my life, like I wish I would have had more of a background in music, and so it's like probably going to be more of a priority to like at least encourage my kids for that. Yeah. But then like, I don't think it's like I know a lot of people that got burnt out of instruments growing up, and I like, just had no exposure to them. Yeah. Same. And uh, and so now like I've been starting to pick them up in the last few years, and I'm like, oh man, this is so fun. And like, if they want that, that's great. But if if I just force my kid to play piano, they might quit as soon as I don't make them do it you know right yeah oh look at this roller skater that's yeah yeah she's a vibe vibe yeah and I've been learning a lot about like growth mindset and fixed mindset and how it relates to parenting in the book that I'm reading is called mindset it's in several areas yeah it talks about sports business Coaching oh, wait, wait, wait. and like parenting relationships. 
<laughs> the, like, like just the way that you discipline your children and what you praise and what you besides that besides that the way that you treat setbacks I haven't seen all of it the way that you give criticism you can like develop a certain mindset yeah in your children to either be like growth oriented yeah which is like more humble and I'd say more more of a biblical mindset from what I've read um, versus like a a fixed mindset, which is like your identities and your performance, right? Yeah, and just the little things that I see in parenting stuff that I'm like, whoa, like this is a super common practice that's actually really damaging huh. how your kid perceives themselves and and the effort that they put into things. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, you see all sorts of different types of parenting wounds, and like I can just imagine that it's hard not to take personally stuff your kids do and say because like. It's not fully on you, but definitely you're the main influence in their life, especially when they're younger. And so when they, what they do and say is like likely a reflection of you, and it probably hurts to see ourselves in like the dark sides of ourselves come out of them. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be wild. Yeah. Right. I'm finding it's like really interesting. I'm the youngest child, and so it's it's been interesting watching the journey for my parents as they empty nest and like. Like, there's such an identity built behind, like, having kids. And it's like, no, there's no problem with that identity directly, but then it's like, oh, man. It's like throwing them for a loop a bit of, like, oh, we have a whole new season of life, like, where we have all this freedom. Like, it's a really good sacrifice. Like, you get to develop humans. But it's also, like, it takes up so much of your time and and uh, effort and your money yeah. like yeah, you aren't like free to just go and do whatever like we're in right. just coming out of college college season and it's like yeah autonomy's like the name of the game you know and like whatever like we're at an ice cream shop at 11 o'clock on Tuesday it's like I'm not gonna do that when I've got a three year old right and I already don't sleep enough right like that's just not gonna be my my type of fun probably so yeah. There's a season for everything under the sun. So embrace the one you're in. Don't envy parenting too much while you're single or dating. That's a ways away. Or not. Because it, yeah, and then it'll creep up on you, and then you're going to be like, man, I wish I was in my early 20s again and I had that autonomy. So grass is greener on the other side, I guess. Huh? Yeah, the circumstances will never change. How you feel? Or what you envy? Yeah. Well, change the object of it, but it'll, it won't take away envy in your heart. I mean, I played the game. Yeah. See in your heart. Yeah. And there's like, like gifts come with responsibility. Often, and it's like the responsibility of a kid is there's probably no greater one we're we're ex- given in the yeah. world. Like if if we end up in a situation where we're parenting, and I mean we see a society filled with the uh, outworking of people not stepping up to that responsibility. You know, like lots yeah. of babies out of wedlock, lots of single-parent homes, lots of two-parent homes where the kid doesn't feel connected to one or both parents. And, right. and uh, I mean, yeah, there's that's against the design, and I'm not saying that there's any easy, easier way to it, but it's definitely valuable stuff. To, to think about so here we are thinking about it before there's any any uh, horizon on that well, well I mean I'm single 
Dylan is not. What? Recently dating. But recently dating. You'll see it. But kids. Okay. I'm just kids feels there. very far away. But I know that's why we're also in our mid twenties, and life can really accelerate well, around this time. So. Yep. Right, but there's more to it. So, maybe, maybe uh, down the road we'll have a relationship book. Or a reflection podcast. And a parenting book. Boy, <laughs> were we wrong it. about that podcast we made on parenting when we were, man, we were some naive, <laughs> autonomous 20-somethings. I hope that's the case. I kind of have grown to like correcting my old past self. Yeah, like, yeah. Good, that means I'm learning. Right. But I hope, I, I hope we're a little bit right. Yeah. I wonder how long we'll let this podcast just sit on Spotify that I can listen to it Right. a decade from now. Right. When I have a soccer team developing on my in my family. Yeah. You're, you're <laughs> the van is filling up. We said two kids. Okay, there's six. Oh. Right. I don't know. Oh, man, that seems like a lot. I think I'm a three or four kind of guy, but... I feel that as well. I feel like more would be... Just to know your You just have one sister. I, I grew up just with one brother in the house, so it's... Yeah. I mean, for me, it's like to, to intimately know your child through and through. I don't know how many you can do that with. You know? Yeah. Like, know how to parent them well. And to oh, know that dude. child is like... Birth order. <sighs> a whole other tangent. A whole other thing. I don't really have much to say on it, to be honest, but... That is an interesting thing. There's like the firstborn... Right, the whole thing. And like pressure. And like I'm a last born and it goes one of two ways. It's like they become like the perfect child or they like become the super rebel and I'll let the podcast decide which one I am. Uh, <laughs> and then there's the middle child syndrome of it's like I, I'm unseen. Right. Well, I, yeah, you're right. Like, if you have more than three or four, it's like now you're getting the layers of that. Like, you're having multiple kind of generations of firstborn syndrome. Or you have personalities. Yeah, right. All that jazz. Lots of weddings. And all of a sudden, yeah, like, you got like a parent as one of your children, like a third parent going on. Right. Your like oldest daughter, oldest son is like just kind of a built in babysitter. Which makes them upset at you because they don't have as much autonomy as their friends that don't have five siblings. Yeah, so many things to learn. Too. So many. But I'm going to love it. My, my note to end on is, is this profound thought I've had. I think my least favorite sound in the entire world is a baby wailing, crying. Yeah. But in... A perfect contrast. One of the best sounds in my my experience on this earth is the laughter of a young baby. That's good. And there's probably lots of reasons behind those noises, but man, a baby giggling, super happy, and a baby crying is like is deeply damaging to your ears. Yeah. So. So let that May your in. night be full of <laughs> baby laughter. Do you have any closing thoughts on that? Uh, I like babies. Oh, you know what's crazy? Uh, like cuteness anger, what's it called? You know what I'm talking about? Like tantrums? 
No, like when you see something so cute that like the only it's like oh it's so cute I want to squish it. You know what I mean? I want to squish its cheeks or like little chubby little arms. That's a new new phrase to me. Is it is it cuteness anger? Is it, what is it again? This is a new. This is a you never new heard of concept. this before? No. But like yeah, when you experience you see something that's like super cute, we have like this reaction. Our body doesn't like we don't laugh. We, like we get like this like kind of an anger. Ah. Like a cuteness anger. That's like our you know? emotion bucket podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah. I think we talked about it in that. Oh, maybe didn't we? we did mention it. I just don't think we did. I was reminded of it recently. But, um, yeah. Just like, just so cute. Yeah. 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 Huh. So that's going to be enjoyable. Anyways. Yeah, my mom used to threaten the, to shove me into a freezer so I wouldn't grow anymore. <laughs> and I think, in that kind of imaginative stage, I was scared that that, that could actually work. And I, like, wanted to be – I think at the time I wanted to be, like, a basketball player. <laughs> Super funny. <laughs> I know I'm 5'11". It's like, okay, dream bigger than that. Yeah. Well, I thought I was going to freeze, so anyway. That would have been terrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't, though. I didn't freeze. He didn't. And now I don't even really play team sports. Yeah. So life can take you lots of turns. You just kind of do team survival. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, well podcast, thanks for joining us. I, I'm yeah. sure you enjoyed lots of background Nick laughing. <laughs> and uh, hopefully the audio is okay. It's going to be rough probably. But, uh, Wait, so is parenting. So, so is parenting. <laughs>